Developing small businesses in Western North Carolina does have its challenges, but today's guest will talk about how to do so and what a successful case study of doing so looks like in Western North Carolina. Let's talk about it. Um, prior to COVID, our minority participation was about 12%. Mm. Um, a year after COVID, it was 36%. Wow. So it went up three times. Oh, yeah. Um, just because of that. So accessibility has been huge for us. And as a result of that, we will continue to offer a lot of web-based programs. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of hybrid programs. Um, so that's always going to be something that we keep in our wheelhouse. Greetings, leaders, and welcome to another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 23, with my special guest, Mr. Dwayne Adams. Dwayne has been with the Asheville Buncombe Technical Community College since 2011. As the Associate Director at the College's Small Business Center, his focus is assisting clients with conceptualizing their business visions and making sure that they are able to validate their ideas prior to developing uh, comprehensive bankable models. His role also involves providing resources to entrepreneurs and small business owners in the community in the form of seminars, workshops, and special events, as well as encouraging collaborations with area economic development partners. Welcome, Dwayne. Thank you, Jason. Thank you for having me. How have things, you know, been in the been in the world of of, of small business association? Uh, been it's been good. I mean, COVID really helped us. To be honest with you, well, it helped me um, to kind of understand some things going on in the community a little bit better. Um, you know, you always hear about a lack of preparedness, but until the rubber hits the road. <laughs> um, you don't really realize how um, how um, uh, critical an issue it is. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what I saw firsthand with a lot of our folks, um, just a lack of preparedness. But it was due to a lot of uh, it had a lot to do with the fact that we are more reactive. Yeah. Uh, you know, people who have less resources tend to be reactive. Yes. Sir. Because they can't. They can't, they don't have the ability to, to be proactive, mm. if that makes sense. So when it you're does. talking to people about, you know, paying for business licenses and paying for insurance and paying for all these things, bookkeeping services, um, they, they're not going to do those things until they really need them. Mm. And, and when you have something that happens like COVID-19, <laughs> um, that really hits home because the people who are, Proactive are the ones who get the benefits of that with all yes, the funding and, and all the opportunities that become available. But yes, when sir. you're reactive, then that that also there, there, there's also a lack of preparedness that comes with that. Yeah, you know, and so just being able to see that firsthand and really being able to put a thumb on it and having that as a as an example, you know, a, a, a real example in our community of how things um, how things are. Besides, you know, all that I just stated about you there, um, who are you and what do you do? So, like you said, I'm, I'm Dwayne Adams. I'm the associate director of the Asheville Buncombe Technical Community College Small Business Center. Um, 
like you said, I've been with AB Tech since 2011, and I've worked as a trusted advisor with hundreds of entrepreneurs and small business owners since I started. Um, I provide confidential assistance in the form of coaching, counseling, and mentorship. Um, AB Tech Small Business Center is part of a community college-based network of 58 centers that provides these type of services for free to their respective communities. We also provide over 100 virtual and in-person trainings on a variety of business topics throughout the year. Mm. Wow. What, what made you go into this field? So it's kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll give you the short version of the story, okay? All right. <laughs> so I ended up at the Small Business Center completely by accident. Um, born and raised here in Asheville. Actually got my associate's degree, degree in AB Tech in the, in the mid-90s. But prior to coming, um, coming here to work, I, I worked with a family-owned small business for 13 years. Um, upon parting ways with that organization, I went back to graduate school at Montreat College. And I was taking a class in small business and entrepreneurship. And the uh, teacher of that class happened to be Dr. Joseph Fox. And you probably know Dr. Joseph Fox. A lot of folks know Dr. Fox, of course. So uh, during one of the breaks, uh, Dr. Fox asked me, he said, "Um, what do you want to do when you finish up here? And uh, my response to him was, I would really like to do something that would help people not make the same mistakes that I've seen being made over the past 13 years. And he told me, he said, you should go talk to the folks at the AB Tech Small Business Center. (laughs) And I asked him, it's kind of embarrassing now, but I said, what's the Small Business Center? (laughs) And and he he said, we'll be discussing that next week. So long story short, um, I went out to the Small Business Center, talked to Jill Sparks, and and here I am. (laughs) Very good. Very good. Very good. Very good. So... What have been some of your challenges, you know, uh, uh, transitioning like that? Yeah, but probably the biggest challenge, um, Jason, honestly, it's it's kind of funny. Um, uh, We were in a professional development meeting meeting this morning um, and our new president was speaking, uh, Dr. Gossett, and he started talking about bureaucracy. Mm. And and that is actually the biggest thorn in my side. coming from a small business, uh, coming into a community college setting, there's so much bureaucracy. Um, and I still have a very difficult time dealing with it, um, especially when you know the solution to a very simple problem. Um, you know, when the needs of your clients don't match the speed of which your organization makes decisions, it's, it's tough. Um, it's a huge hurdle that exists throughout government, period. And I understand there must be a system of checks and balances, but these environments condition folks to constantly think and speak in terms of quantitative metrics, which in most cases are not a true reflection of what's really going on. Mm. Um, People start becoming braggarts and they they don't even realize it. And I think it kills innovation because people in bureaucratic environments will turn away from great opportunities, all because it doesn't fit within the system. Yeah. And, and so bureaucratic systems tend to, to reward uh, those who are less capable. Um, so I always say 20% of the people do 80% of the work and those who do the other 20% are the highest paid. <laughs> yes, sir. So bureaucracy is a, a, a big bottleneck for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How has, um, you know, how has the COVID-19 pandemic itself, how has that uh, affected or impacted, you know, the work that you do? Um, positive and negative. Um, and, and of course, you always want to see the the glass is half full. Um, 
So some of the, the positive things is I, I think that it has helped me um, develop an even deeper understanding of, of how um, some of our clients have to deal with um, their challenges. Um, I think that um, the good thing is it's provided the small business center the opportunity to give more access to clients because a lot of what we're doing now is web-based. Um, and we had actually, before the pandemic, we had explored a number of different web-based options and because we knew there was a problem with accessibility with communities of color specifically. And so um, when COVID hit, it kind of backed us into a corner. We had to pull the trigger on, on the internet and yeah. provide some web-based programs. So just to give you a really cool statistics statistic, um, prior to COVID, our minority participation was about 12%. Mm. Um, a year after COVID, it was 36%. Wow. So it went up three times. Oh, yeah. Um, just because of that. So accessibility has been huge for us. And as a result of that, we will continue to offer a lot of web-based programs. I'm going to be doing a lot of hybrid programs. Um, so that's always going to be something that we keep in our wheelhouse. Wow. Yeah, that's excellent, man. That's, you know, I believe in, um, I teach this model of the three mindsets of next generation leaders, which is to adapt, innovate and connect. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, adapting, of course, to the times and then being innovative with your product and services. Mm -hmm. Right. And then connecting to not only uh, those who would be your clients or those who would be your customers, but then your, your shareholders and investors you know, um, as, as well. And so thank you for being an example of that yeah. model, yeah. you know, of, of, of being able to um, adapt, innovate and connect in this new norm. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, going back to the bureaucracy comment that I made earlier, um, you know, that web piece was something that, again, like I said, we had explored it for some time, probably about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, COVID, one of the positive things about it, like I said, it really pushed people into a corner to where they had to do, they had to pull the trigger on some things. And and so that was really beneficial for us. And then, yeah. like I was saying before we started recording, just some things in the community that, that really um, uh, has helped me understand clients better in terms of how they can um, seize opportunities um, and position themselves better going forward. Uh, that's been a real huge, a real benefit for me as a, as a business coach. Yes, sir. Yeah. So so as a business coach uh, with the SBA, you know, what does a successful case study look like for you? So um, I always say someone who's willing to do something. <laughs> so so my my most successful folks are those who I have to rein in. Um, if that makes sense, a lot of times people come in and they got all these great ideas and, and they're a little bit scattered. Um, and if I can rein them in and provide them focus, focus on the lowest hanging fruit and create an organic path for them to grow. Yeah. Um, it tends to, it tends to work out beautifully. Um, you know, those folks are the ones that I, I can't get to write a business plan because they're too busy working. Um, even if they don't bring me exactly what I asked for in a follow-up meeting, they'll bring me something. So I, I call them go-getters. Um, they don't make excuses and they don't feel sorry for themselves. They, they know that rejection is God's protection. 
so they continue to fight the good fight regardless <laughs> you know that's good yeah yeah yes sir you say rejection is god's protection huh yes sir yes sir. yes sir yes sir so what is your definition uh Dwayne, of leadership since this is a leadership podcast and of course everything right. you're talking about uh is very exemplary of leadership um yes. in the role that you play uh, but what is your definition of leadership so um the first word that popped up in my mind was unselfish mm. um someone who understands that the greatest teachers teach without teaching so my mother was a nurse yet she was the best teacher that i've ever had so she didn't have that title of teacher, but she she was someone who played a very, very critical role in how I how I work in the community and how I navigate in the community as a man. Um, so leaders who are also people who get the hell out of the way when others uh, when they see that others need to flourish. <laughs> mm. OK, so so they're they're, they're going to be folks who are. Um, you got to be someone who recognizes that, um, you know, people people have their own individual paths to grow and, and we have to allow them to do that. And that's going to um, and that's going to make us better people. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. OK, good. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, could you give our audience three leadership tips? Oh, OK. Um, <laughs> one would be know your weaknesses and don't be afraid to unveil them. Um, connect with those who display strength in those areas where you are weak. And I'd say the third one would be to keep an open mind. Always understand that the facts uh, reveal themselves or as the facts re reveal themselves, you have a right to change your mind. Um, never double down on ignorance and never be afraid to admit that you are wrong. Mm. I think that's a real issue that we have today um, is, is even when people have the facts, um, for some reason, there's this, um, I don't even want to call it humil humility, but it's almost like they're too embarrassed to admit that they, they were wrong. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that because the facts change every second. Yeah. Every day about everything. <laughs> that's right. That's right. No, those are those are facts, man. You know, and it reminds yeah. me of uh, Patrick Lencioni, uh, the five dysfunctions of a team. Mm -hmm. And the first dysfunction he talks about is this lack of trust. And he's not talking about the type of trust that if I fall back, you're going to catch me. But it's vulnerability trust. Mm -hmm. It's when I'm vulnerable, but I don't want you to know that I don't know. And I don't want you to know that I'm vulnerable. You yeah. Know? You, you know what I mean? So that exactly. really destroys the integrity of, of any kind of teamwork. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, once good. you once you lose trust, then it, it kind of in someone, it kind of sits in the back of your mind. Yes, sir. You know, once that person, you know, compromises your trust in them, then it just it changes the whole relationship. Really Absolutely. Does. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It takes it takes a while to, you know, if 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 possible to get that back. But it'll never be the same, though. Right. Right. Yes, sir. Don't um, try to convince me that the sky's uh, green and the ground is blue and I can see the opposite. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. 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 It's plain to see. Yeah. Um, so do you have any closing comments? Um, how can people, you know, assist, help out, uh, participate with the, you know, uh, SBA and, you know, any 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 other uh, things you would like to say? 
Well, one thing I'd like to encourage people do to do is um, I always say, you know, everyone needs to have something to get out of bed for every day. Mm. So mom was my, mo- my mom um, who left a great legacy. And, and we all have the ability to inspire someone to be better. Um, we inspire people even when we don't realize it. So, and that's what legacy is all about, Jason. Not what we do ourselves, but what we inspire others to do. That's right. So it's important for all of us to figure out what our why is. That's right. And that's one of the things I talk about with people about all the time with their businesses. We talk about mission statements. And I don't want to hear what you do. I want to hear why you do it. Hmm. Because that's what's going to be sustainable. The why is sustainable. So, so that's what will make you more successful in life. And that is what will provide you with the best opportunities. Um, that being said, uh, definitely appreciate you having me on the podcast. And folks can reach out to me. Um, it's Dwayne, D-U-A-N-E-C Adams at abtech.edu. Uh, that's my email. Phone number is 828-398-7951. And you can also follow the AB Tech Small Business Center on Instagram. And you can come um, also connect with me on LinkedIn. <laughs> very good. Very good. Very good. Well, listen, Dwayne, it has always, uh, it has been and it always is a, indeed an honor uh, to, to, to share uh, space and time with you. Uh, Mr. Uh, Dwayne Adams here, who is the, uh, uh, who is the uh, small business director uh, for, for the Small Business Association here in Asheville, North Carolina. You guys are still at Sand Hill Road, right? Yeah, 1465 Sand Hill Road. We're at the Inca campus or the Inca location. Yep. Very good. Very good. Very good. Hey, listen, thanks once again, man. All always indeed an honor. All right. Take care, Jason. Yep. You too. Are you promoting the right people into leadership positions? How do you know? How do you measure the outcome you're looking for? Listen, let us help you. Please visit www.jmleadershipdevelopment.com and request a half hour conversation so we can help you with all of your leadership development needs. Oh, always remember, leadership is influence and service. Hey, leaders, thank you so much for enjoying another episode of Leadership Is Podcast. This was season two, episode 23, with my special guest, Mr. Dwayne Adams, who is the associate director of the Small Business Administration from the AB Tech campus, uh, Inca campus, rather. And he gave us three excellent leadership tips. Number one is to know what your weaknesses are and don't be afraid if they get exposed. Number two is connect with those who are strong where you're weak. And then number three was to keep an open mind. Those are excellent leadership tips. Thank you so much, Dwayne. For those of you who have not subscribed to this podcast as of yet, please do so using Spotify and Apple uh, looking for Jason A. Muhammad slash leadership is. Here at JM Leadership Development, our primary goal is to assist your organization in filling or building its leadership bench by helping you to identify what those leadership identifiers are. 
If you would like to have a half-hour conversation, please do not hesitate to reach out, 828-333-7234, or you can send us an email, info at jmleadershipdevelopment.com, and we will respond promptly. Please follow us on our social media. Twitter is at LeadershipJM, and of course, Facebook and Instagram is JM Leadership Development. And always remember, leadership is influence and service.